that is me that's talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. You. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to My Guy Reviews, the podcast. And welcome back, everybody, to My Guy Reviews, the podcast. I'm joined by My Guy Monkey. Are you joined by My Guy Monkey? Am I here? Yes. Yes. Uh, I can hear you loud and clear. We had some technical issues, but it's all working. Yes, just about. Yeah. And apologize, apologies straight away for the technical issues at the end of last episode, last oh, week. Yes. Um, I've noticed a little bit got cut out in the end, in the edit. Um, but yeah, we made it. 90, 99% is in there. <laughs> is, there is, is there anything you want to say about Chris Pratt um, taking over as Mario that we missed? Uh, no, I think we pretty much talked about that. Like, I'm quite happy with that. And um, I think we just uh, talked about how you were going to um, mash up the the Mario, your Mario and Resident Evil idea with the with the with the uh, Luigi's Mansion. Yes, how good was that's, that? That's, right, that, that was the missed out content. This is the extra uh, content returned. Last firstly, week we were talking about uh, news, so go back and listen to that if you want to. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about uh, the upcoming Resident Evil and uh, Mario and other a- adaptations. Video game adaptations. That's and the one. We'll be continuing with this week with another movie. So, yes. There we go. Carry on. <laughs> so yeah. So as 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 you said, yes. Uh, last week we were talking about the how 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 I would have sold. The Resident Evil movie, um, but then because we started talking about Mario, I got really excited about mashing the two together, which won't make yeah. any sense, but it just was such a cool idea in my head. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, that bit got cut off. But uh, when we get into the Resident Evil movies, we'll bring that up again. We'll yeah. Talk about it. <laughs> Remember, definitely. <laughs> yes, uh, but this week we are back with another adaptation. Uh, we're going in. Um, chronological order so we're going back oldest movies to the newest um and and you know tv shows or something they'll they'll all pop in here at some point but um the next movie that was in our list hollywood um, hollywood yeah it has to because they're straight to dvd movies um there's also movies uh cartoons animes that there's too many to kind of go through so we're just going through the hollywood live releases first um and then we'll kind of like scatter around and get some others. But yes, yeah, so the next one on our release was uh, a movie that came out in 1999. Did you, um, we always talk about the video game like series that. first. The video game came out in 1990. And what video game are we talking about? Talk about? I don't know. Wing, I've never seen it. Wing <laughs> Commander. Wing Commander, yes. Yes. It's a famous, famous video game that I've never played. That you've never played yes this was this is one of those video games that maybe were was too before our time that we we didn't have access to the the, the machine that yes. you could play this on because this was um initially released for ms dos yeah uh, and then it was later ported to things like amiga um the cd32 don't know what that is the sega the super nintendo system it got re-released as um, and then you know there's been other versions of it as well wing commander 2 super wing commander um and also within wing commander 1 the first kind of 
DLC, as I want to call it. it there's one called yeah. Wing Commander, the Secret Missions. Yeah. That was all in there. So we've never played this video game, but what do no. you know of this video game? Um, well, it sounded like just a you know fly around and shoot stuff game, and that's what it looked like. Yes. Um, but I did look into it a little bit. I I didn't watch a full long play because I realised that it's quite a in-depth game um, story-wise. I think like it's got a lot of stuff going on in between the the actual scenes. Um, the story is that you are like a, a novice a starter pilot, and you're yeah. working your way up and the and you what i noticed is that you've got a lot of interaction with with characters in between that you can choose to interact with so it's got a bit of an rpg element um but then you've got all the the fighting in space fighting uh, the Lights. whatever they are um the uh, enemies the, the aliens who are hostile that, that they try to make peace with but it doesn't work out and so they're at war with them and in the video game, you can apparently um, you'll either build up to being a a um, star wing commander and go into battle for the good ending, or you could, if you don't do too well, it can take you off into another pathway where the the war never escalates in your favour because just just down to the fact that you didn't weren't good enough pilot, you never got to those bigger better missions. Um, that's about all I know about it. It's a, yeah, it's, um, it's it's pretty much like a, a flight simulator. So basically, on your screen, it's about a third of it had, maybe half of it of, of the screen is pretty much just your dials and all these buttons and yeah. the joystick, and then above it is your um, screen where you could see the stuff in front of you because you know you're flying around in space like asteroids and uh, fighter flight planes and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it had lots of flashy kind of it, it, it flashy lights and stuff. So <laughs> it was it was cleverly done in a way where they minimise what you can see on screen because they okay. cut out <laughs> a chunk of it, haven't they? Because uh, yeah. graphics then obviously weren't as good well, as they are now. It takes less to render, doesn't it? A smaller part of the screen. Exactly. So I think they they that way you know they were really good. Um, the the combat itself like has some really good like. In, in the video game, I saw gameplay of it very briefly okay. as someone was flying around and it's got like, I say people refer to it as dogfights, but it's like short range uh, fighting, flying, shooting and stuff. And because yeah. you've got the on-screen process, that's where you got to kind of shoot, they shoot back at you. It, for the 1990s, this was a very innovative kind of game. It kind of like really broke down barriers and people put this game as games that people look back at and say, you know, it was yeah. inspired by Wing Commander. Now remembered, yeah. And it looks yeah, a lot that, like sort of Return of the Jedi or sort of yes. Star Wars things. Definitely um, Star Wars games, yeah. Yeah, that's it's that sort of game. And also I think the apparently the budget of this this game was quite high. And yes. it kind of pushed other games to, to, to... Yes, I think I read that on Wikipedia somewhere. <laughs> so yeah it pushed other games in um i guess mostly video games on consoles and pcs to sort of up their game and um yeah put a lot more resources into games for better or worse yeah so that they allegedly at the time 
it was five times more expensive than the the video games that were out at, that were similar to this. Yeah. So this kind of like raised the bar for the whole industry. People started putting more money in. People started to spend money in marketing and stuff to really get to the same level. So this kind of like really broke down, not just, hey, this is a, a pilot, a sh a sh you know, a, a flight simulation game. This actually changed the way the whole video game industry thought as well. Yeah. So that's it's a notable um, game that we've never played. Yes, that we've never. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's interesting it, one. It's, it's a weird one because there's there's not just one game. There's obviously it's, it's a massive franchise yeah. of games, which were, which has been ported across to other games consoles. But I was looking at it like Super Nintendo um, is you know Super Nintendo's one. It was on the Mac OS. There was a PlayStation portable version, so it has been on a lot of different games consoles, but it's never one that I ever picked up, regardless of mm. where it may have been available. Because even yeah. looking at the uh, 1996 version, I think it is, the one 97 version that got released was available on the Sony PlayStation, and I don't remember ever playing any of these. No. I'm just like, there's so many, and I never even got into any of the Wing Commander games. No, I don't know if I would have been interested in the, in the sort of the, the flight simulator type things. I guess I would have if, it, if I had come across it. But no. There was a Game Boy version as well. I can't believe wow. I didn't get it on the Nintendo <laughs> Game Boy. See, I, I wouldn't mind having a go on the PSP. I could get a copy. Yeah, I think I think it's re it really suits that kind of portable um, console. I think hmm. if I was playing it on the Nintendo Game Boy, I'd be like, yeah, this is pretty good. If I played it on um, on my PS4, I'd be like, this is a bit disappointing, I think. <laughs> bit of a throwback. Yeah. But as, as the game went on, it changed from being just the screen to where you could see the um, see your actual ship. Because I've seen some images of the later version. So okay. it was no longer just the um, um, half a screen where you could see the asteroids and stuff. You could actually move the ship and you could see the ship as a third person as well. So you could be oh, okay. in and out of it. So yeah, it did advance a lot. They had like loads of 3D. Um, uh, it became yeah, really 3D. And I've seen one where um, when you shoot back into the ship now, they got rid of the bottom stuff. So the screen was bigger. So there's loads mm. more stuff you could see on screen. You could see awesome. more ships and stuff. So they really took the core elements, expanded, expanded. And yeah, I think, I think they've done a great job. It's a very successful video game and it yeah. kind of like really changed things as well in in a way not all video games have done yeah i mean i'd never heard of it until we um go, got into this series yes. um this series of uh, video game adaptations but yeah it's obviously a notable title and it's in it, i guess ms dos it was quite powerful at the time like it, nowadays you think think of quite bad games when you think of MS-DOS but yeah there was a decent amount there and Atari as well was definitely one of the more expensive machines that I didn't have I had the Commodore 64 but not the Atari and that that would have been a bit oh no I think an Amiga Amiga well, then, yeah <laughs> yeah not an Atari is it sure I'm sure I was thinking Amiga anyway but yeah SNES I, I don't know how they fit it onto there but then they they 
brought out their own thing called Starwing, didn't they, in Star Fox? So maybe they yeah, got their they idea. Star Fox, yeah. Maybe they saw that what Wing Commander could do on their console, and they're like, yeah, let's steal that. Because Nintendo loves just doing their own thing once they've seen the idea. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> um, I remember Star Fox. I've played Star Fox a few times uh, on the SNES. Yeah, I love that game. Maybe I would have liked this game back in the day, thinking about it, because I used to like the um, the triangle shooting at triangle stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that Star Fox. Bonds. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, I don't have much to say about the video game series because I haven't really played it much. So there's yeah. nothing else. Well, that's can we say? Except, I mean, I like the idea that it's kind of more more than just shooting. It's kind of an, an immersive. It's obviously got a lot of backstory and and sort of that RPG element where you can take your time and you talk to people around your ship, and then you also do that. So it's, it's obviously got more to it than just shooting, um, but which obviously can take a lot more time up. Um, you know, you can invest in it a bit more than it's not just an arcade game. So it does make it more interesting than than you know just the arc. I, I, what I would think of is just sort of the arcade shooter like a star wars arcade shooter but it obviously has more to th- more to it than that yeah yeah and um i was looking online to try and see where um wing commander kind of sits in terms of games sold and stuff mm-hmm. um, and, and it's difficult because obviously back in the day people didn't really have um exact figures but someone was saying that the original wing commander sold over half a million copies uh, wow, which is bad. incredible. Um, it, again, it depends on if this is true or fake or whatever. <laughs> um, and someone said, as a whole, the series is sold to between six to seven million copies. So it, it has done well. It has mm. done incredibly well, to be fair. But yeah, um, it's hard, it's because it's such an old game. Um, it's really hard to kind of like uh, <laughs> gauge how popular it was because it's difficult when in the nineties. There wasn't that many games consoles. Uh, there wasn't yeah. that many PCs. There were there were PCs, but not that many were kind of playing video games. So to sell, I don't know, three hundred, four hundred, four hundred thousand copies must be amazing. Like nowadays, um, games consoles can sell 40, 50 million got PS4, and if you sell one million copies, that's successful. But that's, you know, compared to the amount of consoles that's out there, one million isn't as high. In, mm. in a percentage-wise, when that could have been a huge number, it could have been. And it looks like it's, like you say, is well, it had a high budget. It was probably quite expensive to buy as well. It probably yeah. had a certain, a certain um, sort of niche market. It's people that could afford that. People that were into things like Star Trek and Star Wars. Kind of a mix of the two in a way. And. Yeah, if they can afford that and they've got the the uh, equipment for it, like a decent PC to play it and everything. I feel like it, that's probably a barrier that would have stopped it having more sales. Yeah. So, so that's probably a good sales amount for the amount of people, the, the, the people that could actually buy it back in the early 90s. Yeah, because it's just DOS, so it wasn't even on um, the Super Nintendo yet. It wasn't on the Amiga. It, yeah. it was later ported to those consoles. So yeah, yeah exactly. Incredible, yeah. And you probably needed quite a high-end PC to play it at first, I don't know. Yeah. Back it, and MS-DOS in the 90s wasn't particularly powerful. No. So um, that's our thoughts of the video game. I would say uh, check it out if you can. 
Yeah, go ahead. I mean, SNES is a great console to collect for. I'd, I'd go, yeah. I'd go get it for that. Play it alongside Star Fox. Star Fox, fun. yes, yes. <laughs> play, play the original and then play the. <laughs> it's, rip off. It, it's yeah, rip off. Oh, oh inspired. By... Inspired. <laughs> oh, being tactful and diplomatic, of course. Nintendo. Yes, exactly. Yeah, obviously. We've got love for Nintendo. I know you don't. I have love for I Nintendo. Do, I do. I want them to give me free stuff someday. That'd be great. So, yeah, yeah. We, we love Nintendo. So, yeah, they, it was an inspiration. I want a Switch. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, just for Zelda. And, oh, no, there's a whole heap of Nintendo good games. What am I saying? Amazing. Animal Crossing. Of course, yeah. That was the, oh, that oh was you're the picking game. them up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, let's talk about the movie. Wing Commander. Oh, the movie. Which came out in 1999. It's a long time after the first after the first release, isn't it? Yeah, about 10 years after the first release. Almost, yeah. What so what's the say? story, My Guy Monkey? Wouldn't we like to know? Well, in in this case, it's the same setting. The Ker, I, I need to look up the name of these people. Kalala. Kilrathi, that's the one. Um, the yes. Kilrathi, who are the aliens, um, they're at war with the aliens, and it starts off with the movie starts off with an info dump of what's going on during the credits, which is pretty cool. It's like a bit reminder of Star Wars when you never know, get a, a crawl of information just dumped in the credits, but it works quite well. And then, um, yeah, we have a a, a few ships, a ship gets destroyed, uh, there's a message needing to be passed through space, and this one guy who looks a bit derpy gets called to put to, to pass on this message and he's obviously the the you from the video games, the the main character who sort of becomes the a valued pilot. Um and yeah, he's got a mate who's pretty funny, considering yes. I just seen Scream yet, like yeah, the other day. <laughs> and then he turns yes. up. Yes, um, lizard. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Uh, but before, obviously, we'll talk about it in a sec. Uh, the Lillard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's got his best mate there. Um, there's a couple of slight romances in there. There, and they got off. They need to stop um, the Kirathi who are coming towards Earth using. I think it's using jump technology. So it's obviously like a teleport or wormhole type sort of jump thing they've got going. Um, they're going to be at Earth to destroy it very soon and they need to stop them. Um, and yeah, and we find out that the character has some sort of mystical background as well yeah. from his from his parents, which we get dotted around through the through the, the story here and there. We slowly find this out. Um, yeah, that's it. Pretty much. They're successful in the end? Of course they are. <laughs> yes. There's no subversion yet. This is still the 90s. Yeah. yeah. That, that, it, it, in, in in those cases, you have the um, the win at the end. They win. They walk yeah. away. They have the, everyone clapping and applauding and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, um, so they, they get to... They're, they're on their own ship. It's commanded by someone else. When they get the... Um, the the actual I think it's the 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 ship the prior ship who sends out the message says 
oh, send it to them because I, I was with his dad. Uh, yeah. So I trust him. And now he's a lieutenant, but he isn't uh, the captain of the ship. And no. because of that, they obviously entrust him with the the actual message that he needs to send. So it's all it's all about his dad and his past and stuff as well. And how great a pilot his dad was before. None of that stuff we see, but no. we just kind of told about it. And he never, well, we're, we're jumping ahead, but he never does anything particularly great with his piloting. And, no. and, and when he does his magic stuff, which he's inherited from his mum. So this is spoilers already. <laughs> um, the whole movie is spoilers. whole movie yeah. spoilers. So, yeah. When, when that ha- whenever he does something from his mum, it's literally just goes to black and comes out and goes, yeah, I did it. Did something special. <laughs> but those are, the, I say those are some flaws in another way, okay, Phil? Yeah, but because it's very vague but it, they i think they say something that like pilgrims can um have the ability to navigate space by feel even yeah. if there's like objects and stuff the black holes and yeah. stuff so he's and he's a kindred spirit of like and all that love of his mom is in there and stuff yeah but none of that is shown but it's just kind of told about um uh in terms of 1990s special yeah. effects where do you put this? Is this good, bad? Okay, so I thought it was all passable. It's all yes. pretty good, pretty, pretty good. But I think it's it's getting the benefit, as it, as all of these adaptations have done so far. It's got the benefit of us watching retrospectively, because I can watch it and and forget that it's 1999, and just and and kind of imagine it's 1989. So there doesn't have to be on point improvements. Of the era that it might have required. So, for me, it looked a little bit aged, but um, so it might not have looked as good as it could have done in the ni- 1999. I'm not sure. I can't remember then. Um, but it looked as good as like uh, you know Star Wars stuff going on. It uses that sort yeah. of same sort of technology, and it all looks possible. It's fine. There's there's a cool effect in there. I don't know if you saw it, but I was like, whoa, pre Matrix effect there. Matrix style. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Where where um, time freezes. Freeze frame. Yes, they did the freeze frame, and they moved the camera around. And they moved the camera around. You're right, they did. And then years later, a film comes along, steals that, steals the bullet time from Blade, and everyone's like, "Wow, we've never seen this before." Wait, what year did Matrix come out? That's a good point. I'm I'm shitting on Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Matrix kind of did it first, but. Um, yeah. Bullet Time was, was in. I remember Bullet Time from Blade. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know. 1999 was when Matrix came out. So the same when year. Did... Um, Blade was a oh, bit earlier. Blade was a little bit earlier, I'm sure. So 1999 for for Matrix. This is fun fun fact checking for everyone. 1999 <laughs> was Wing Commander, though. I reckon because principal photography took place in 1998, they stole the idea. Um, the film yeah. came out in March. Uh, Matrix, I think, had a was also released in March. Okay, mm. okay. So, but so neither of the films stole from the other film, but it's well, it's coincidence though. They would have been made at the same time or at similar times. So the, the release date doesn't define when they were made. So. No. That, that technology was obviously going on at the time. Maybe they borrowed from each other. Maybe Matrix it, stole from Wing Commander. 
Yes, but yeah. Blade came out in 1998. So the bullet yes. time that effect that I saw in Blade was reused in Matrix. So they, they did steal from there. But that Wing Commander <laughs> moment, I, I did think, wow, that was in Matrix. Yeah, but I mean, no that's one pretty ever quite... talks about it in here. No, and that's because well, Matrix blew everyone away with its use of it. It kind of had the perfect use of it, I think. Um, whereas this film just uses it for one aspect that's not key to the plot at all. It just ha- kind of happens once. It's a cool shot, though. Yes, yeah, it's, it's wicked, yeah. And it, and it's probably quite expensive as well to do that because you need lots of cameras to do that. Yeah. And that's something I noticed about this film. is It's, it's got a cool... Um, it's obviously got an okay budget and it's got a, a wicked uh, cast list as well. Yes, yeah. Like it's surprisingly well-funded considering I'd never seen it or heard of it. Yeah, same here. I, I never knew this thing existed until we started this podcast, but uh, what you say there is 100%. Yeah, that's, they, one of the criticisms that I was reading online were um, yeah. people were saying uh, fans... Some fans uh, okay. criticised it, or, or or it could have been um, um, people, uh, critics, okay. I don't know. The low budget may explain Wing Commander's cheesy special effects. Now, <laughs> I I thought the special effects for, because I put, when we watched this movie, I think back to the 1990s, yeah. were the effects in the 1990s incredible? But they actually yeah. were quite good. Cause, they were quite, um, yeah. I was I was reading about I was reading about this movie and people were talking about um, okay so you know they were saying okay this is a cheap kind of knockoff movie and stuff but you yeah. know movies that come out that year were things like Star Wars Episode One yeah which was effects driven movie right wow, or wrong yeah. good or bad but it's effects driven it had better CGI I guess than this uh, movies like The Abyss had come out already yeah um, which is which had the you know the water effect, which was a good water effect. Doesn't yeah. matter if the film's good or bad. Um, I think T two had come out by then as well. Yeah. Matrix obviously came out that same year. Blade came out the year before. So there was a lot of um, movies that had had special effects. I was quite surprised. Like 1991 mm-hmm. is when Judgment Day came out, Terminator. So the effects were already quite good, weren't they? Definitely, yeah. So yeah, but I I still like that kind of um, it it looks a bit more real because it felt like they were playing yeah. models. I mean, like, a, like that's why I say like when I watch it, I can imagine it's in nineteen eighty nine instead of ninety nine. Then it then it fares better because yeah. and and it does feel like a B movie. I have I have to say that I enjoy it. I think that's why I say passable as well because the effects are passable. It all works. But it does have that low budget feel to it a little bit, it's, it's, and that's okay. It's, the dialogue is it's the polish. Yeah, it's, I think that's what it is. It's all there, but like it didn't get the polish that a high, a high, um, you know, a a big movie would get. Yeah. It's kind of it's got everything there, but it's not got that that finish that that make it stand out. I think what they could have done was um, if they had it a more fun. They made a more fun movie. Mm. So it had more kind of like one line, more jokes in there, a bit of comedy to lighten it up, not so serious and so dark. Yeah. And kind of lean more into the campness that people yeah. Yeah. would think of it more fondly than they have done. 
I think so, because they've already got a bit of comedy in there. The character played by Mr. (laughs) Screen Guy is is like high energy and is so out of out of place in a sort of serious sci-fi. But he he adds so much realism to it, just jumping around and being a a proper uh, lad. Yeah, I mean, he's doing more of that. So many movies, though. Yeah, he's he's, he's known for doing that. Yeah, but he like he was great in Scream One and Two. Even though he's just kind of like he puts the rules and stuff together, um, he's fun in that. He's great in Without a Paddle. That's a hilarious yeah. movie. Um, he was good as Shaggy in Scooby Doo as well. Yeah, like he he's he's good. He's really it's, fun. And... It's funny. It's funny you should mention Scream Two. I, I think I was thinking maybe this was the sequel to Scream because he's the same character. <laughs> he oh, went on to better yeah. things. Well. So when we got into Scream space. did come out um, in 1996. This came out in 1999. There we go. Three years later. Yes. So the other three way years around. later. Three, <laughs> technology had advanced a lot in the last three years. Now he's in <laughs> space. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he was also in She's All That. He, yeah, he started loads of things. Yeah, he's a good, um, he's a good actor. He's fun. I do like him. I think he's I think he's a fun dude as well. Like he seems like he would be really good, funny. Um, character and they needed a bit more of that I think I think if they had a bit more yeah uh, then yeah it, it would have been even better and since you and, mentioned um Scooby-Doo as well yeah um do you know there's another actor in this movie that was in Scooby-Doo Did yeah you know Freddie that? Prince Jr yeah the main the, the two best friends is, in this movie became became Scooby well became Shaggy and Fred in Scooby-Doo yes exactly so they they'd also started She's All That as well together. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they've started in quite a few films, but Scooby Doo, yeah, definitely is the one where th- <laughs> they got the two main leads again, both of them. Yeah. Which is cool. They went on to they carried on doing their their thing. He also starred in another video game movie, which I don't know if we'll ever watch because it's so. But it's in the list, so we'll have to try and see if we can. Oh yeah. It's in in the name of the king. Now it stars it stars him and that Jason game. Statham and you're like, what? how can we go wrong? But <laughs> yeah. uh, when we watch it, you'll be like, oh my god, I can't believe you maybe watched that. So, I I I think it's a good movie. It could have been better, and the effects and that they're of the time, so I didn't have a problem with that. Those We're talking cool about Wing Commander where, again. Now. Yeah, some yeah. of the cool bits when things exploded. There's a moment where uh, there's a there's a plane that explodes. It get it gets shot. And then there's like the sonic boom thing that effect that they put on there, and that's mm. like, that's quite cool for a low budget yeah, um, sci-fi effect, film. Yeah. I think I think they really went for it in places. Yeah, and the cast as well. Uh, it's good to see Poirot there in yes. command. Uh, and then a whole oh uh, the guy from Holby City was there, the doctor, black guy doctor who looks a bit okay. like um, he looks a bit like. Uh, who am I thinking of? Um, yeah, I can't think of anything of. But he, he looks. I, I, was, I saw him. I was thinking, he looks like a big actor that I know, but he isn't. But I recognise him. And yeah, he's yeah. one of the the key doctors in Holby City. And a lot of the other actors actually come from Holby City. The the uh, girlfriend of the guy from Scream in the, the movie. She's also from Holby City. As wow. the, that that put that other guy's um, wife or daughter, I think, yeah. definitely related. And there's and I think the majority of the cast have had uh, has had cameos in Hobby City and Casualty and things. 
at the minimum because it's they obviously do the same circuit being British actors, a lot of them. Um, yeah. So it's an in, it's an interesting cast list. Yeah, because he, he's so the director himself is from the UK. Hmm. So he must have been. These are the shows he would have been watching at that time, and he's like, "Oh, let's get these people involved in this movie." Well, um, what's, yeah, what's, I'm imagining what's it might be made yeah. in, in England. I don't know. There's, there's, it, there's all British actors. So many British actors. Not all of them, but what's actually quite cool is the guy who directed this movie. It's his directorial debut. It's the first movie he did, but he's the guy who produced and programmed the Wing Commander movie. Uh, video game wow. back in 1990. So he was the lead to... designer, yeah. producer, and programmer of the first one. Wow, and he went on to do the actual movies. Yeah, but um, so, some of the other movie, video games he's done as well, like Star Citizen, which is again another um, fighter pilot Similar. kind of game. Sounds like uh, the same sort of thing, where yeah. you're a citizen, so you obviously get to do talk. It focuses on the fact you talk to people, I expect. Yeah, the all RPG of element. like. He did a game for BBC micro users called King Kong. He did Match Day, which is a football game. Then mm. Wizard Adore, which uh, is one for the old cassettes. Um, he did one called uh, Warriors Destiny. So that must have been like a turn-based thing. Uh, not turn-based, but you know the old role-playing games, which is all text-based maybe. Yeah. And then he got into Bad Blood, and then he got into Wing Commander series. Then he did Strike Commander, mm-hmm. which again looks like a fighter pilot thing by the picture. Yeah. Uh, more Wind Commander stuff. Conquest Frontier Wars, which again looks like a fighter pilot kind of game. Freelancer, which again looks like that. So he's got his niche things yeah. that he's helped out with. And then movies he did was Wind Commander being his first one. Then The mm. Punisher, wow. The Jacket, uh, The Big White he produced. Lord of War, which I quite like, Lord of War. Uh, then, yeah, then he's just executive produced all the others, really. But yeah, he's done, yeah, interesting, right? He went from making a video game to directing <laughs> the video game movie. Amazing. And, and then other movies, yeah. And, and other things, yes. There's definitely a lot going on with this with this movie. Yeah, so he, he he's he's the right man for the job. Mm. And yet, there's the I think they never really had a huge battle scene like you would have got in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, everything was always one ship at a time, sort of quite small scale, which is where that could be down to like the the team that they have around couldn't within the budget couldn't work that in, so they didn't have like a proper dogfight between multiple fighter ships and also um, one that lasted long because all of them were quite quick done, or like you say, it was one plane flying off shooting something, and that was the end of that. So did that bother you as a as you've been saying all this time for every every video game adaptation you just want more gameplay you want more, more video game footage yeah it it it's is there too much story in this too much story yeah now I think <laughs> the story's set up I think it's just the dialogue that really lets it down it's quite it's quite boring quite dull uh, I like Freddie Prince Jr but in this movie he's too stoic there mm. doesn't seem to be enough of a twinkle in his eye and I think Matthew Lizard does Lizard, or is Lizard, Lillard, does all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Um, and the uh, lieutenant, uh, the other captain, the other captain of the ship, 
he's really good in this as well. Yeah, I think they all seem to be quite good, apart from the main guy, who's kind of, he's just playing this gormless, gormless yeah, that's, character, and he just doesn't, didn't have any. Yeah. Doesn't do anything else with it. It's just apart from I have to look gormless, and occasionally yeah. that's quite embarrassing to watch. <laughs> he needed a bit more personality. That was it. Um, yeah. And then he could have, the movie would have just elevated with that. It's just, yeah, it's it's an odd one because he's actually not bad. He's, he's really good as like um, in Scooby Doo. He brings that the charm that you need for that character. Yeah. He does that. She's all that. Um, and it's yeah, just this one. He just it just felt really flat his performance. But that could be what they've told him to do, or yeah, it's not sure. I guess if he's if he's a stand-in for the main character, then maybe they didn't want to give him a give him a personality. You know, because yeah. some. In thinking like video games, quite often they will have a a main character that you imprint on. They call then they call it a role playing game. I don't I don't really agree with that convention, but like they call it role playing if you you become the character and you get to decide who they are. So maybe they did try to do that with in implant that into the the film, which was kind of a, maybe a, a misstep. Yeah, and 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 in in the video game it's different because when you have a you have your character and uh, take Half-Life, uh, you play as Gordon Freeman, um, or, you know, you're, you're playing this character and people are talking to you and you can't really see how they're emoting back. But mm. the, even for that time, the characters can explain what's going on and you can see the emotion and stuff. What he's done is taken that idea where um, I'm, I'm the people's surrogate of the movie and they'll see the whole thing through his eyes, yeah. but we'll keep him the same throughout. <laughs> Just give him a little bit more personality because he has it. He's a good actor. It's just weird. Yeah, he kind of just stands there and takes a load of racism against pilgrims. Yeah, he doesn't even like, he doesn't even stand up for himself. He doesn't even like no, push he back. Just, about it. just like doesn't yeah. cry about it. Just kind of look, stands there and like, oh, don't do that. Oh. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I Which, mean, I. The, Which the, is kind of like a drawback, okay. yeah. It, the, I think I found the movie was okay all the way, yeah, all the way to the point until the lady that the girlfriend of the of Scream guy dies. Spoilers. Yeah. And then it kind of slows down for us like a mini story, and then like everything after that is kind of like it gets it finished, but it's kind of it just hasn't ha- ha- doesn't ramp up and hype like it should do by that point. Um, everything before that is just fine. Is okay. It's kind of set up. Everything's being set up. They're doing stuff, but then they're kind of they're just going around doing kind of basic missions. Still, maybe like the video game would have done more. And they they maybe needed to step it up to something more serious a little bit sooner, and then escalate for the end. Yes. So this would maybe like maybe, they... maybe a, a part one. This could be a yeah. part one. Maybe. I like that. They had some stakes, stakes to the movie. Like they did, have, they did kill off a few people. Maybe yeah. if they'd, like you said, if they'd done a bigger dogfight towards the end and they had more casualties and more people die, then you're like, oh yeah, that was that was quite intense. Yeah. Um, and towards the end, it almost goes out with a whimper. It's like he just flies through a thing, yeah. and then they shoot, For the they shoot time. the ships one by one. And that that's that's the end of it. There's not like a yeah. a big chase, a big fight, or anything that pilot fighting stuff but yeah it that way yeah. it did kind of like and it could be down to the budget it could be that they they didn't have enough to 
showcase those bits. Yeah, or not, or just no ideas for it. I don't know. Yeah, because in 1986, Top Gun was released, and that had a budget of about 15 million US, and they were able to do fighting, fight pilot <laughs> stuff. But obviously, there wasn't a lot of it, but there was enough to keep people wow. That was that was quite amazing. Yeah. Here, I think they got 30 million, but space is different. I think. Yeah. And they just. Yeah, it, it costs a lot Maybe to get up, had... up into space. So. Yeah, get the whole crew up there. You know, you have to feed them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. building those weird sets. Well. For for me, I didn't even mind the there not being that many dogfight, you know, visual fighting. I think I I would have liked to have seen something, some sort of crescendo at the end, definitely. Some some sort of intensity at the end instead of just like that end thing where they just oh we can just shoot them as they come through now. That's yeah. the end. We've 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 got them in a bucket. We're shooting fish in a bucket. This is the highlight of the movie, the peak. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like the start was better because it started off with um, all these aircrafts coming in, blowing yeah. up the area. They came. Yeah. It was quite intense. It was quite quick, fast paced. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is this is, this what is the expecting. movie. Yeah, this is pretty good. This is really really good. But yeah, it then changed to a slow. Uh, it's, it's almost like the budget was spent, and mm. then they're trying to backtrack. What I really would have liked to have seen is is some sort of visualization of, of him using his pilgrim powers, because obviously yeah. he uses it at the beginning and it just goes to black and then everything's fine. He's done it. They should have had some. I know that like these days with things like Ant-Man and things like that, you know, they've really gone, got the technology to go all out to show some weird perception stuff. Um, if they had done something, if they had the capabilities, abilities to do something like that. Um, I don't know if they did in 1999, really, but something to show the sort of process of, of him sort of anticipating stuff in real time um, instead of using his instruments, because which I have to note is also a sort of Jedi um, Star Wars first first movie thing as well. Yes, it? it is. Yeah, straight from that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, and then maybe the the second time he does it, like if you saw the first time he does it, maybe he doesn't get it. It's doesn't happen quite very well it fails maybe the later one that he's, he's he's more likely to fail and we and we actually get to see that whole blackout scene maybe it's takes two minutes or something of, of something some actual intensity of trying to dodge you know dodge and follow lines through space time or something just so that you because that's obviously the highlight of like is he going to do it or is he not going to do it so is he going to make it by using his his special pilgrim powers that he's never used before, like that's that should have been the stakes, and then that would have been a victory if he managed to do that, and he got to the other side. But then, yeah, then they'd have to tweak the end so that it was yeah. a bit more heroic on that point, and kind of yeah, it's just obviously over. That's for me anyway. Yeah, it's it's weird because. <laughs> just feel like it it ended on a bit of a yeah it just ended on a bit of a whimper <clears throat> when mm. the start of the film was quite good um is there anything else you want to say about the film no I just thought i liked it that's just yeah it was okay yeah i would like to like you said see a bit more about the pilgrims a bit more of the backs if it was possible do oh the aliens you, as well that's um, one other thing i noted it would be yeah. nice to see the aliens early on like when they're in their ships, just cut to them for a moment to see their faces, because we don't even see them throughout the 
whole movie until they storm a ship and then we see them in person. And they're I just, don't I don't mind that. And they were just like all identical plastic yes like suits. So they I, I think that could have done them with improvement as well. A bit more personality by having different looking aliens, bigger yeah. ones, smaller ones. Show them a bit yeah. earlier so we're so we're prepared to, for what we're going to see. I don't I don't mind not seeing the aliens till later. Like um, and and if it's worth seeing, then yeah. But it wasn't worth. Yeah, what I would have <laughs> what would have been quite good is if there was we assume that it's aliens in these ships causing all this stuff, and then the reveal when they get on board and they take off their the, the helmet thing is just the humans. Or humans. Yes. Interesting. Humans are the ultimate aliens. Or well, they're the pilgrims after all. Uh, yeah, trying to get back the, <laughs> the ships. Yeah. Mm. Um, I can't find much in terms of fun facts about the movie because this is where we kind of like look at the old movies yeah. if there's anything. But well, um, the cast is quite fun facts if we could have put that together ourselves. So yeah. so many yeah, so many people in Holby City. Crazy. Yeah, uh, I think we've already spoke about Chris Roberts. You know, the director of this made the video game. That was kind of a bit of a fun fact, I guess. Um, the big one is Mark Hamill. Um, He's in this. Oh, yeah. He's the voice of the fighter on board. Yeah. Um, um, so you know, Mister Mister Mark Hamill himself, Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I forgot about that. He does pop up in some strange places, doesn't he? There's a lot of incredible voice acting. Yeah. Mm. I didn't it's even notice. Like he, he's so iconic. Like, um, if you see him in a movie. I imagine you would just be like, that's Luke Skywalker, because it's such an iconic character, and yeah. he's done it a few times. But That's why they've avoided you... using him much. Uh, yeah, that's why I think you go to the voice, because it's it's an incredible... Um, in so There's there's a post of Sarah Michelle Gellar, which is um, Freddie Pence yeah. Jr.'s wife, in oh, wow. his room, okay. which is quite cool. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. Uh, <laughs> then there's stuff like, you know, this guy couldn't come because um, it's a Malcolm McDowell. He um, he okay. he voices one of the characters but couldn't do it because he was doing Fantasy Island. Um, I was like, okay, that's fine. McDowell yeah. is that Clockwork Orange. Malcolm yeah. <laughs> ben Kingsley was offered the role of Admiral Tao, Sir Ben Kingsley, the man oh. who does so many movies, but he said no. Uh, fun fact: The film took place in twenty six, uh, two thousand six hundred and fifty four. Wow! So not long almost to wait. There. Not long to wait, people. We're almost there. Yeah. Yeah. At least I didn't set it in twenty twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel behind. Although we are, we we did go to space this week. So, well, Captain Kirk did go to space this week. So, or well, last week. So we're getting there. Whenever you listen to this, yeah. <laughs> Whenever you listen to this, yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, that that's our. Should we give it our rating, coveted rating for Wing Commander? Yeah. We're getting into some better movies, people. So we we should be hitting uh, three. <laughs> I would enough. say. Well, I, 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 I don't know what you've said about Wing Commander yet, but we're yeah. we're hitting the next three look quite promising. Ooh. So what good. do you think of Wing Commander? What do you Your think of it? It could have so easily been a three. This movie yeah. had everything okay. going for it. Had the star cast, had had some good effects. Um, things that let it down. It it's the dialogue. Freddie Prince for some reason was too boring. They just <laughs> didn't have anything. Um, 
And then the end just kind of went out with a whimper. Would have liked to have seen a more spectacular ending of some sort. Yeah. So it's kind of like streaming service for me. Like you got to watch it still. I think it's like yeah. it's, it, it is well worth watching, but it's just not. Don't put any money into it. That kind of watch. Yeah. Oh, so you had to put money into it to call it a three star. I really it's... want. To, I, I really want to call it a three star because it is the the people in it are quite entertaining. And yeah. What else could I say? Like, I, I think it's worth watching, and it's definitely not a four star because it just, it's got none of that cinematic stuff that, you know, the, like you say, the it was a letdown at the end, like it didn't get big enough to be a cinema watch, um, but it's not low enough to be, I don't know, I'm gonna give it three stars, give it some respect. Yeah, stick stick to your gut, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, must be so watched. That, yeah, so that's our review. Remembered. It's currently ten uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. Uh, to be fair, Take I won't off. say which movies, but currently the Rotten Tomato scores happy: twenty-four, thirteen, thirteen, <laughs> forty-four, two, and ten. Yeah. So the next week's hey, next hey, week's then. movie is sitting at twenty percent. Wow. So that's a massive jump from ten. <laughs> Are so judgmental of these old movies. Yeah. Uh, they are, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll text you what next week's movie is later on. But yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. And how can they contact us? In the description below. Um, <laughs> a, and just the next movie is uh, for those in the UK. If you're playing along, is actually available on BBC iPlayer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, search, both search, scour iPlayer to try and figure out what it is. Uh, both number one and. Uh, uh, as in the next movie that we're going to watch, then there's another one, and then the movie after that, both of them are BBC iPlayer. Nice. That'll make things easier for us. Yes, because uh, we we spend £160 for BBC iPlayer a year uh, <laughs> for the, pri- the privilege of watching live TV, even if you don't watch the BBC. The but that, that's, yeah. that's a debate for another time. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, um, my guy reviews on iTunes spotify wherever you get your podcast needs from and on youtube and on instas on the twitter we don't use any of them but yes contact us on that <laughs> gmail.com as well we use them if you use them guys come on yeah and it's um halloween month so if you guys got any horror movie suggestions always down to watch a new horror movie yeah during halloween yeah awesome and thanks for listening bye-bye bye-bye Oh, it's me that's talking about <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. You. <laughs> <laughs> My guy reviews the podcasts.